Hello, I am Josh Flanagan here with another episode of Quarter Life Crisis. It is April 2nd around 4 o'clock and I'm going to continue to talk about movies. Now, I love movies. I am an avid movie watcher and movie goer and as an avid movie watcher and movie goer I often find myself tasked with answering the question what is your favorite movie? Now I find this question cruel as there are simply too many brilliant films to offer up just one as my favorite. And does that mean best film I've ever seen, or a film that I could watch over and over again? Because those are two very different questions with very different answers. Equally as challenging to answer, likely. And it's hard to compare genres also, like best horror film, best comedy film. Those might be easy to answer uh, separately, individually, but to put them against each other, it's just too hard to give a fair response to that. But I'll do my best. To to give some semblance of an answer to the question, Um, I can't promise much, but this is a good medium for me to talk it out because at least I have a a somewhat captive audience and I don't have to quickly respond with whatever first comes to my mind. So, with that in mind, I really like lists. Uh, I list have all sorts of different lists. I have a list of my favorite romantic comedies, favorite horror movies, favorite uh, action movies, favorite war movies. The list goes on. No pun intended. That's not a pun. Um, But... I like lists, so I've made a list of my favorite movies, the first ten that have come to mind. I've narrowed it down to ten, and there's they're no order, and they aren't necessarily the top best movies I've ever seen. They're more likely the movies that I could watch often. Because some of the best movies that I've ever seen, I don't think I could get through again. Like, Twelve Years a Slave, great, great film, brilliant performance, one of the best performances from uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. I, I don't think I'll ever see another movie quite like it with another performance quite like that. Certainly not in my lifetime. Um, and then several other ones. Harry Brown, Michael Caine, great film, hard to watch though. End of Watch with Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Pena, great, great movie. Um, so brilliantly acted, especially by Michael Pena, but that's a tough one to get through. Uh, so I don't think I can... I've, I've avoided movies like that. Movies that are hard to watch from my list. Uh, I want to have fun when watching a movie. Um, it's a different different sense that you can be entertained by a movie like End of Watch and not have any fun while watching it, but appreciate it for what it is. Um, so, uh, without further ado, I will get to this list here. So, the movie that I most often respond with when asked, what's your favorite movie, is The Way Way Back. 2013, brilliant movie. It's a coming-of-age story about a young boy with divorced parents, and they go to a, a, a beach a beach house with his mom and his mom's new boyfriend, and it's just a mess, but it's just beautiful, and it means so. It's, it's such a heartfelt movie, and all the performances are great. Sam Rockwell is my hero, um, and I just keep coming back to it. I think I've watched it at least twice a year since it came out in 2013, um, so like 10 plus times almost, um, and it's just, it's just a magical film, and I just can't seem to get enough of it. So that's likely my favorite. That's my answer, at least, to the question when I'm out and about. Uh, next, The Hurt Locker. This one is a little bit, the rewatchability is a little bit lower because it is so intense and you have to be in the right mood. And, but when I am in the right mood, this is, prob- this is my other favorite movie. Jeremy Renner is just brilliant and he perfects the movie, an already great movie. If Without him, I don't think it would be the same. Anthony Mackie's great, Brian Garrity's great, obviously Catherine Bigelow's a phenomenal director, but, this, but he makes this movie. And it is, it's so intense, but it is perfect for a rewatch when you're in the right mood. Uh, next, Rear Window. This, uh, to me, is Hitchcock's ma- masterpiece. It is spotless. I mean, 
It's quiet. It's complex. Jimmy Stewart is great. Thelma Ritter is great. Grace Kelly is great. Raymond Burr. And more than that, the fact that this film takes place basically in one room through a window. That's effectively all you get. And you are, you are, you have to, you witness the movie in the way that Jimmy Stewart does. And I think that's just brilliant. And it was innovative at the time, and it still kind of is. No one's ever done it so well as Hitchcock did in 1946. <clears throat> uh, next, Waiting for Guffman. I think that this is the most satisfying comedy I've ever seen. And knowing that there's no, that there was a story and effectively no script to go with it makes it even funnier and even more impressive with Eugene Levy and... Catherine O'Hara and Fred Willard, all these brilliant performances. Um, just It's just hilarious film, and it's just perfect. And Christopher Guest is illimitably talented, um, just so ridiculous. And grow- having grown up in uh, the theater world, it means especially more to me because you can, <laughs> you can see those kinds of people in the real world, and it's just a great watch, great watch. with lots of rewatchability. <clears throat> Next, Memento. This is this is a twisty film. It's got to be the twistiest film I've ever seen. Um, it does. It it goes beyond traditional linear storytelling, and uh, Christopher Nolan has kind of become <clears throat> his ability to like his lack of ability to tell a linear story has become something of a joke in recent years. But it wasn't at the time, and that's not to discredit any of his films. Dunkirk's great, you know, all of them. But he doesn't tell a straight story. It's 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 twisty. It always is. But Memento at the time that was brand new. I mean, that was just, it's just a wild movie, and Guy, Rit- uh, Guy Pierce is, is so good, and Carrie Ann Moss is perfectly creepy, and Joe Pantoliano is phenomenal. Uh, it's just a really great movie that's always, always surprising. Next, a lighter choice, Fantastic Mr. Fox. It's just fun. It's great and quiet and fun. But most importantly, there's so much heart. You can't help but feel for this family of foxes. And it's just it's just beautiful and quiet. Again, it's very quiet and I like that. It's quirky and it means something. I never would have thought that one of my favorite films would star George Clooney, but here we are. Uh, everybody, all the voice actors are great. Bill Murray, Meryl Streep, uh, Jason Schwartzman, <coughs> Willem Dafoe. Just such an entertaining film. Next, House on Hannah... Hel- mm, excuse me. The House on Haunted Hill. In my opinion, it's the greatest horror movie ever made. <clears throat> it's not s- scary like movies are today. You know, there's n- there are no- there's only one real jump scare, and it's it's really entertaining. Um, but it's it's not gross at all. It's not uh, it's not a shock fest. You know, it just is a story, and it's an entertaining story. And I won't give it up because you should go watch it. And also, in to clarify, this is the original 1959 version, not the trash that was remade, not that they remade into the uh, in the late 90s, I believe. <clears throat> um, but it's a small movie, and there's really the only big name in it is Vincent Price, but he's just great, you know, you gotta love him. Um, and, of course, Skeleton uh, gives a great performance as, as himself. If you look the movie up, uh, it says on IMDb, Skeleton plays himself. Anyway, next, uh, number eight, Captain America Winter Soldier. I think this is the best Marvel movie. I enjoy most of the Marvel movies, although it's hard to say that one is better than the other because they're basically all the same movie. But they're enjoyable. Um, I like. I grew up with comic books, so it means something to me to see them on the screen. But Winter Soldier pulls away from that 
basic subgenre and does something really impressive and tells a good story that you kind of have to get attached to. So it's really good and it's just brilliant. And uh, having Robert Redford in it was just really cool um, just to see him dive into the genre. But great film, great film. Next, The Usual Suspects. Also, Twisty. I That one, every time I watch that movie, I am surprised by the ending. Because there's... It makes perfect sense, but you don't, you can't see it coming. <coughs> He's, uh, that Kaiser Sose is always a shock. And the final shot, the final shot, that f- those final moments of, of somebody walking down the sidewalk is uh, it, perhaps the greatest final moments of a film ever. Just so good. Uh, and last, number 10, but again, in no particular order, number 10 on my list, The General. It paved the way for comedies. It's legitimately entertaining and funny. There's nothing like it. Comedies today are, are all about shock value and getting a rise out of people. The general is just pure comedy. Anybody could watch it. <clears throat> and, you know, Buster Keaton will always be found in Charlie Chaplin's shadow, but he shouldn't be. Because he just, he just made people laugh. Whereas Charlie Chaplin tried to make people think. And that's not necessarily what you want when you're watching a comedy. Anyway, that's my list, and that's all I have to say about that. Go out, enjoy movies, take them for what they are, not what, for, what you wish they were. Uh, until next time, I'm Josh Lanigan. So long.